What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. It's your boy, Brandon Tanguma, back at it again. And we have reverted back to the OG twosome. My lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson, is sitting electronically more than six feet away from me. Dominic, our third, our threesome third isn't here anymore. Man, Tyler, I, I retired. Thought I thought it was going to be a fucking you know, a brand new start for us. I thought we we're all going to join back up together and just be fucking happy campers and, you know, just, just sing and dance. And no, I was. No, it is not. Well, we're going to, me and Dominic will be singing and dancing together, even though we do have a loaded show to talk about. If this was, there was a day to go back to the OG uh, format where we talked wrestling first, followed up with sports. Today would be the day, but we're not going to break through. We're going to continue on with the sports, Dominic. Before we get into it, how was your week? How was your day? We haven't really talked too much except for sharing some memes and maybe some uh, some basketball talk during the games. How are you doing, buddy? I mean, I'm fine, Brandon. I just, you know, had a really hard day at work. Um, you know, they always tend to make my shit last. So I am the one that has to work with late because the other two just can't handle the pressure. So I'm kind of, you know, the token, you know, one might say lead of the bunch. But, you know, if if Tyler was still involved, I, I mean, I guess he legitimately retired, I guess. I mean, I mean, what pussy retires at what, 23? However, or is, you know, fucking he's pulling Andrew Luck. Uh, Andrew Luck was. You know. Stanford, Stanford graduate, number one overall pick, could have led a playoff team and just walked exactly. away from it all. He's walking away from a shitty podcast no one listens to. But we appreciate all you people that listen to us. Yeah, we appreciate that. People, him, you know, I don't know if we should welcome. Are we going to welcome him back? I mean, the forbidden door may be closed, but it is not locked. If anybody but I have like a key. Dominic, apparently Dominic does have the key. So if anyone would want to like to step through that forbidden door, come on the show. They are more than welcome to. Oh, by the way, we're going to have to rework your contract soon too. Oh, so now we got to rework my contract, even though I was the contract writer to begin with. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to, we're, we're going to negotiate you and me. Cause uh, you know, some, some, uh, some fantasy football's coming up pretty soon. And uh, you know, Gonna have to iron out some details of what you like to do on your uh, days off from this podcast. On my personal time, yes, we have to rework some shit out. Maybe, maybe, but no, maybe we are motherfucker. Okay, fine. Talking about we are. Just calm down, Dom. It's not that big of a deal. I've had Tranquilo. a hard day today. Okay, I've had a hard two I... days. Fucking, I'm just, I'm just worked up. I'm pent up, bro. Ugh. It's okay. You took a nice shower. Calm down. It's the end of the week. I don't know what you got planned this weekend. Shout out to all the fathers out there. I know Dominic won't be able to see his big dog this weekend because he's up in Washington, Washington. <laughs> but shout out to all the all the poppies out there. Please wish died. your father a happy Father's Day for me. Tell him thank you for. Oh, you're talking to me. Yes. I thought you're talking just the, the general public that listen to the podcast. Well, that too. But to you, everybody wish your father a happy Father's Day on the behalf of Dominic and mention Dominic specifically yes. from Curveballs and Chair Shots. Yes, and they'll probably be like, you're fucking high, get out of my house. But anyways, I want you to thank your dad. Say, Dominic wanted to thank you personally for producing me, his best friend. Me, your best friend. You're saying this to him. 
Okay, because made not, it seem not not made saying it seem like, like he, me. Yeah, it sounded like no, he no, produced no. you. No, I mean, hey, I never know. Man. Well, I mean, <laughs> usually my my dad has it. Never mind. We're not gonna get into it. Nope, we're not. We're not gonna talk about <laughs> it. We're not gonna. We're not gonna get into that. Anyway, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Fuck you. Do you want to come back? Come. No. Back. No. Okay. Okay. No. I'm just. I'm trying to. Okay. Good cop. Bad cop. We know. Where the line in the sand has been drawn. You know, don't apparently don't, don't, don't sign a contract and then fucking weasel your head motherfucking bitch ass. Thank got another word to come after that bitch ass. But <laughs> let's get into it. We're, we will touch on baseball, but the big news of the week in sports wrapped up yesterday. The Golden State Warriors beat the Boston Celtics 103 to 90 in game six in Boston at the TD Garden. The Warriors clinch. Their fourth title in eight years, a just whirlwind of emotion, winning this uh, title, a title maybe a lot of people, most people probably didn't think would ever happen. But Dominic, after a rough two-year layoff, the Warriors being the worst, literally the worst team in the league, Curry and Clay being injured, Draymond injured. As I said, no one knew this day would come. And maybe we thought it would come, but maybe next next year, the year after. But Warriors, champions of the NBA, again. How does it feel? Good. No, um, I will say I was super nervous playing this Boston team. They are because you I, personally were playing basketball. Oh yes, definitely. I mean, I was. I had my VR headset on. I was. I was there on the bench just warming it up um but no boston i mean hats off to them i definitely i mean fucking what's it robert williams jason tatum jalen brown marcus smart um and al harford that those five right there i they are fucking deadly um it just turns out that you know game six wasn't Tatum's nine and you know they couldn't really well I mean they just couldn't help but turn the ball over every fucking two seconds but I mean I feel like that was pretty much their downfall and and you know it's Steph Curry being Steph Curry Wiggins having another phenomenal game Clay came out fucking firing Draymond even fucking fired you know it, it, it was just it was a bad really bad game for the Celtics and a really good game for the Warriors and that's why they won yeah, the Celtics came out 12-2 to start the game. It was like, uh-oh, they're on their home court. The The bench was doing okay, or you know, the starting five was doing pretty good, and we we're like, uh-oh, it's going to be a long night. But then the Warriors just blew the doors off them pretty much after that. It was like, what, a 50-something to 25 run to kind of close out the uh, first half going into the third quarter. And, yeah, as you said, Jay, I mean, Jalen Brown and Robert Williams showed up uh, on game six luckily um, unfortunately no one else did uh for the celtics i mean and shout out robert williams because he's like on a bad knee and he's still just blocking shots and being a menace down there in the paint oh i mean he he's what i i didn't know anything of him and but watching this finals i was like dude this guy can fuck it he he's a badass center yeah and i mean the center's a dying breed and he has the speed he has the size and when he gets healthy next season, I would assume uh, the Celtics 
Celtics are going to be even better a year and, you know, another year under Tatum Brown Williams. And I mean, even Al Horford's old ass was doing pretty good defensively hit some, some threes. I mean, that third quarter, it was literally just like Al Horford dragging this team along uh, to the comeback and the Celtics could never really get over the hump. They got it down to like nine. Yeah. Eight, they couldn't really get it to that five, six point to really like make the Warriors worry because then they would be like a turnover or the Warriors would answer with another three and they would just, you know, tack it keep, back to 12 or something. Yeah, like that. keep keep it a consistent double digit lead for the majority of the game. So even though it did end 13 points, the game was close at times, especially, you know, in the second half. But the Warriors made their run. And I, I do I do want to you know show some love to the Celtics. They did beat the Heat. In the fine in the Eastern Finals, I was a little sad. Didn't get to watch Game Seven because we we're at uh, double nothing. But um, you know, I th- I do think they will be a good team and one of the favorites, if not if not the favorite, going forward into a uh, 2023. But uh, Jason Tatum, I know he's gotten uh, or he is trying to compare himself to Kobe. But after this performance in Game Six on your home court in the elimination game. Just, just stop it, dude. You're not Kobe. Yeah, I know you're trying really hard to be Kobe. I appreciate it. I understand what you're trying to do, but just, just stop. You, you can't play that terrible in an elimination game on your home court in the finals and try to be like Kobe. So, so I'll pose the question then: If he dropped 30 points and still lost, would that be okay? Yes, but he was terrible. Oh, I know game. he was. Ter- I mean, try to tell me about. It. I know he was terrible, but like, it's just one of those things where it's like you know. If he had a good performance, I mean, if he, if he had a good performance, the Celtics probably wouldn't have got down to 20 points. And it, I'm not saying they would have won the game if Tatum played well. It would have been close, at least. It would have definitely been close. And when you're the star player, game six, on your home court, in the finals, do or die, you got to at least, you know, be average. You can't be a detriment to the team. And, that's, and it's that's because it's... It was. And because it's a game six, you know, you kind of have to leave him out there. And he was in foul trouble a little bit as well. So he was making dumb plays and offensively, defensively just wasn't working out for him. But one, one thing I noticed, too, and I don't know if you noticed it, is like ever since I think it was game three and four, I felt the Celtics kind of stopped really. Uh, I'm not going to say trying because they were trying, but like I feel like they stopped focusing on just Every, the possession at hand and they're like you know thinking about previous possessions when oh i should have got a call foul called there now i'm upset and they're just dwelling on on the previous calls or what's not going to happen or man steph's getting this call but tatum's not getting this or you know draymond got a foul here but marcus smart's not getting this here you know like i felt like they were just dwelling on the refereeing which don't get me wrong yeah warriors got some some good calls, also some bad calls, but I feel like every team gets them, every game gets them, where it's like, damn, you really called a foul on that? That, 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 that? That's not a foul. But I feel like they were more focusing on that, where the Warriors, when that happened, they were there for the moment, and then they forgot about it. I mean, there were definitely some calls on both ways the entire series that the referee was not the best. I mean, even just on like regular like out-of-bounds where clearly the ball never touched the, the person they said was it's out on, but um, I mean, Celtics go up two one. They were playing great. All their, I think it was more, well, obviously like, you know, Tatum Brown smart when they played well, the Celtics played well, but then 
the role players were hitting all those threes in the first game and then they win game three. So I, it also, I think came down to the role players. Cause I, I think I checked the stats yesterday. The bench only had like five points combined. And I know they didn't get a lot of work because they were down so much. So the starters were in for most of the game, but still like white, white was lighting it up in the first game. Didn't do really anything after that. And then like Marcus smart, he is hot and cold. I think the, the sellers are going to live with that. He's like their Draymond green. If he's playing well, it's fantastic. If he's hitting threes, it's great. But sometimes he gets in his own head a little bit. He was barking at the refs in game six, almost was on the verge of getting a te- or no, he didn't get a tech, but he was almost there. And then on the other hand, Draymond, who was playing like absolute dog shit the first three games, picked it up. He played well. Curry didn't play it really. He was terrible in game five, but the rest of the squad picked him up. Wiggins was fantastic. Almost if Wiggins had a big game six and Curry didn't drop 34, I would I would have been shocked if Wiggins won the MVP and stole it from Steph. But I mean, everybody did their part. Clay offensively was okay, had his moments, but defensively was locked in and even Steph. I mean, I know everyone's going to focus in on the 34 points and all the threes he hit, but I thought he was like really good defensively. I mean, they had him one-on-one with Al Horford, not really helping him. He was switched to Jason Tatum a few times, did well, just, you know, getting his hands in there, being a menace, stripping the ball. And I, you know, I want to give some love to Steph Curry's defense because it doesn't really get that much love all that much. And that's one thing that lacked. And I think game one and three was the defense and it doesn't matter you know, if you're playing the best team or the worst team, if you're not playing fucking defense, you're not going to win a game. You know, you know, defense wins championships, and I, I it kind of shows it right there. I mean, their defense was fucking phenomenal. Game six, their offense was just as good. You know, and it speaks for itself. So, how how does this one feel compared to the other four? Because I, I mean, obviously, like the first one is going to be very special, and then they went on that run of consecutive finals to where you just expected them to make it there. But I think this one definitely hits different just because there was no guarantee that they would get to this point and just like the Warriors falling so far down with all the injuries, the draft picks and, you know, paying Kavon Looney clay while he's injured Steph and, you know, keeping the core together when they didn't really have to. And teams would have just lived off the three titles and, you know, have Steph play until he's however long, but he's the only guy really on the team. I mean, I, I'm not the biggest warrior fan in the world. Like I, I always say it goes like A's Raiders warriors, but it, this one I think is probably the sweetest out of the four, just because of the long winding road. And it wasn't exactly guaranteed. Cause even in the first one, you could see them putting the pieces together, like with Mark Jackson and stuff. But th- this one, I think kind of didn't come out of nowhere, but it, it did happen very quickly. Mark. Wait, why'd you say Mark Jackson? He was the coach before the Warriors, and they were still making the playoffs and playing pretty oh, okay. good. Okay, I thought you thought you thought you thought he, he won. Okay, yeah, I think. Never mind. Um, I mean, I'm still I'm still gonna say the first one in what twenty was at fifteen. I'm still gonna say that is the biggest one for me, just because. I mean, I mean, I know it's not their first championship, but I mean, to me, that's the first one I've got to witness, and you know, I you know, watching all those games and and. You know, the terrible 2000s years and exactly the early Curry years were were not great being a fan and struggling. It was I think that one meant more to me. But this one is right there with it Um, just because, you know, Katie leaves, Clay goes down, 
you know, Curry's on again, off again, hurt. Draymond's having his issues starting to spark up. You know, Wiseman goes down. We don't really have a lot, you know, like we have people were kind of like, hey, who the fuck are you? You know, and, and you know, to, to, to have Steph healthy, Clay come back and kind of just be himself, not, not a, a shell of his former self, not, you know, anything less than what he was when he left or when he got hurt. Um, Draymond being the Draymond that we know, um, you know, and then having people like Kavan, Jordan Poole, um, fucking Kaminga, uh, whom I think of Gary Payton. Are we not going to give Andrew Wiggins any love? I mean, Andrew Wiggins. Oh, my fucking God. I've, I dude. mean, this man, number one overall pick gets absolutely dogged in Minnesota. And he comes here. Not exa- I mean, he's still not playing like a number one overall pick, but he has he had a shown, phenomenal final series. He's showing I, the talent that yes. people saw him coming into the NBA. 100 percent agree. And and I, I tweeted out that he, he should be finals MVP. I think he should be. I know I, I understand if Steph wasn't playing. You know, the Warriors probably wouldn't even have been there. But just the fact that I, I think Wiggins was that key piece that whole series, in my opinion. He had phenomenal defense, phenomenal offense. He had he he was the to my opinion, the reason why they won that championship. I mean, yes, I know Curry had fucking 30 plus points a game or whatever, but you know, Wiggins deserve I mean, he's a champion. I know that's probably all he gives a shit about. He's probably like, Hey, yeah, I got my title, I'm good now. But to me, he's finals MVP. My in, in my book, in my heart, Andrew Wiggins, you're my finals MVP. I still would give it to Curry, but I mean, game five, Curry doesn't do shit. And Wiggins drops, what, 24 or something. And Clay, yep. I mean, Clay hit his shots, but for the most part, Andrew Wiggins was the offense. And like Poole was good, but he didn't have like one of those monster games like he had earlier in the playoffs. So, uh, I mean, as I said earlier, like if we, if Curry didn't drop 34 and he had like, like 18 and Wiggins kind of had the same stat line, but obviously is a little more defensive oriented than I would have seen him being getting some votes. I think Curry was unanimously finals MVP, but I think it was just the stamp of that big game he had. And uh, I mean, shout out Andrew Wiggins because they had that, the, the D low trade and it was never really a guarantee. And it was almost like kind of like a cash dump, but you're also bringing on a big contract as well that he signed with Minnesota. So, um, Shout, just shout out to everybody. Everybody played their part well. They got their shit together after being down 2-1. Uh, shout out Curry. Uh, I know we're not like first take or any of those guys who are going to like, you know, compare him and LeBron. But I mean, people are saying that this just like cements his legacy. But I mean, he was already the greatest three-pointer of all time. I think it does put him up there with magic when it when you're talking about like greatest point guards of all time. Because, you know, he has like the four titles he's got the MVPs he's got the finals MVP now. So I still probably so put what's magic. Left for him to do. That's what I'm saying. Like I probably would still put magic over him, but I mean, if Curry has another dominant five years in front of him or about, you know, next up, he, he's definitely there. And I guess this switch up to going forward. Obviously the Warriors are going to be a favorite going into next year, but what do you see with this team? How, how what's the window? What's the championship window? Because as you said, Wiseman's still there. He didn't play at all. I mean, Kaminga, I think uh, second youngest player ever to win a championship. He didn't play that much, but still early first round talent. Uh, Jordan Poole's going to get better. 
Clay's going to be healthy for another couple months. Steph is still going to Steph. And I think if Draymond didn't have a good series to close it, I think there was going to be some worry. But Draymond was able to steady the ship, play well the, the last two games. And I think that's going to give a lot of people confidence going into next season. So the the only thing, there's there's a few things. One is Kevon Looney. Looney. I don't think the what the fuck was that? I don't think the Warriors. Ghost. Yeah, I know. Spooky. Um, I don't think the Warriors will throw him the type of money that a team. I'm just going to throw a name out there. I'm not even sure it's true. Like the fucking Hornets or, you know, maybe the the Bulls or somebody, you know, that might want to give him more because they, you know, Looney had a phenomenal season and a phenomenal postseason. I mean, if Looney's not there, I don't think the Warriors make it far in the playoffs, let alone win a championship. So, especially with Wiseman being down. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I love Kevon Looney. Looney. I keep saying Looney. What the fuck? I love Kevon Looney. I want him to be successful. I want him to go fucking make his money, you know, in my opinion, would I take a few million dollars less to stay with the Warriors? I probably would. But if someone's going to throw me the bag, I'm going to take the bag. So, Kavon, do what you want to do. I love you. You're the best. Um, when it comes to Draymond, though, I, I don't know how to feel anymore. I, I think I think you can move on. I think. I don't know. I'm scared to talk about it. I, I I don't know exactly how you you move on from Draymond. Um, I mean, they did the whole throughout the entire year, the big, you know, ten years together, the big three. Um, he's still I, I so I pulled up both the contract. He's still under contract for the next uh, two seasons. So he's an unrestricted free agent in 2024, age 34 season. So, um, you know, he's he's aging obviously, but uh, Kavon Looney, as you said, un- unrestricted uh, this offseason. His contract this year was 5.1. So I would assume that's going to go up to, you know, around 10 million, at least just because of this performance. And I'm not a cap expert or any means, but the Warriors have shown they will pay all the money in the world on taxes and whatever they have to do to put the team together. Um, and with Wiseman not really playing at all these last couple of years, he's still talented, but there's a big question mark. And Looney's only 26. If there is a four year gap or four year window that you see with Stephen Clay still and Poole, I would want to lock down Looney because I do I do think he is super talented. Um, offensively, not you know, doesn't do much, but defensively and getting rebounds, he gives the Warriors size that they desperately need because if you're trotting out Draymond, Clay, Steph, and Poole or Wiggins or whoever they're, you know, but they did very well. Game six, getting a lot of offensive rebounds, even without Looney. So uh, what do I know? Dominic uh, parade on Monday. No, I'm not going. Damn. COVID. Don't want to get, don't want to get sick. Right, 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 right. Not because of work. No. Okay. Um, anything else on the Warriors NBA uh, you want to touch on? I, I do always enjoy like when teams win championships and the war or, and they do interviews. It's obviously nicer when 
you have, you know, you like know the team and know the players. Anything stand out from what the uh, Warriors did post game? Uh, I didn't really watch a lot of it. I kind of, you know, I was late, had to go to bed, got work in the morning. But I will say the Boston crowd didn't show up as I expected. I thought they would stay and boo the fuck out of them. They did for a minute or so, but then they kind of said, ah, fuck it. We'll give them their, uh, give them their moment or whatever. But, um, you know, I just, you know, I am good. good. Hey, yay. Happy. Woo. Woo. I mean, I think the crowd was taken out of it for a long time and then they got revitalized at the end of the third. And then when they ran away within the fourth, I think they were just done. And as you said, it was late. They got work in the morning. So they probably were like, we'll just leave. I did enjoy. I do. I do. I guess I'm going to say the one thing I hate most about Boston teams and Boston fans is the fact that the moment that they see their team is going to lose, they just turn their backs and they fucking hate them and everything. It's like, you know, I don't remember hearing the Warrior fans when they lost to uh, Cleveland and the Raptors at home. I don't remember hearing them boo the Warriors. So, yeah. That's just that East Coast fandom. They they built different over there, Dominic. They are built different. Just, just, uh, just a heads up, by the way, I heard the shower turn off, so studio audience should be getting dressed shortly. So, you know, if I don't respond to you, quickly it's because she's probably talking to me and i you know yeah whatever you're doing other things no 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 not with my son in the bed that's just disgusting i did enjoy the uh the warriors doing a little fuck draymond chant in the locker room with the uh, champagne that was fun uh steph and clay were keeping all the receipts uh which was was fun they were being very petty which was interesting and uh, i did check out the the local sports station they they stayed on and did some interviews with some uh uh i mean they did the interviews with the big guys kind of on the court but then they brought in some of the lower level guys to like sit down and chat with them and that was uh that was fun it does suck that now the warriors are in san francisco that the parade is going to be in san francisco because they did go to one parade at lake Merritt. it was very hot it was kind of a long day but i just think the visual of like lake Merritt is much better than in san francisco i know i'm biased but I will miss having, well, hopefully one of these days we will get a Lake Merritt championship celebration, Dominic. But uh, it's not going to happen with the Warriors. Well, maybe you get one with the A's. You never know. Maybe. maybe. I, I will say, I, I know this might piss you off, but I would trade all four championships for one A's World Series. That's all I, that's all I care about. Well, no, no shit you would trade that. And you just literally said it's A's, Raiders, Warriors. And probably the and probably Raiders Super Bowl too. Wow. <clears throat> I said it. Can we just keep one at least? Okay, for the Raiders, especially because it's a Las Vegas Raiders, I'll you know I'll keep keep one. Okay, I'll trade in three. I'll ke- trade in the KD ones. The KD ones trade, don't count anymore. Trade in the two KD ones. You can get one World Series and one Super Bowl. I'll be happy. Suck it. Let's not get a. Fuck it, greedy Dominic. Uh, speaking of the A's, we will quickly go over the uh, MLB news. We're not going to go over every single team in any. Uh, you know, because the, the person who would who would normally do it retired. Well, uh, well, usually I did it, 
Well, Even when I mean, he was on the show, I mean, that that was the agreement that he said he was going to do it. And we also yeah. were supposed to. We were in talks of doing our own uh, baseball podcast just separately with me and well, him. That, and that, that that's definitely a and that never that never came to fruition because what that means is just I have to do more work and we can just you know do that podcast on this podcast, but that's just too hard, right? It's too hard, and you know that that is off the table, off limits now. That is a no go, unsanctioned. Uh, the Yankees just fucking continue to do Yankee things. Just they've won their last eight, nine of their last 10 uh, playing the Toronto Blue Jays this week. And I saw they put an absolute beat down on them. Uh, Yankees, 11, 11 games in front of the Blue Jays right now. Dominic um, is I don't want to crown them just yet, but I mean, they are just on fire. They're on pace to break the, the Mariners record of wins. I mean, outside of like an injury. Do you see the, the Yankees? Are we like, are they legit, Dominic? Are we we bowing down to the... I mean, I wasn't I the one that, the only one that said the Yankees were going to win? I mean, I might have said World Series, but at least the division. I'm pretty course, sure I was. And then, of course, once I jump off the Yankees bandwagon is when they start fucking throwing yeah, it down. Exactly. That works. That's usually what happens. And you and Tyler were all fucking on the fucking Blue Jays' cock fucking... Hey, they're still second place. They're 10 games over 500, okay? Once again, it's more the Yankees being unbelievable than the Toronto Blue Jays being ass. Ah, whatever. It's the fucking Yankees, man. They're going to fucking go all the way this year. You heard it here first. Uh, Central, who cares? Say, oh, I mean, White Sox, third place now. Guardians in second place. I mean, Tony Lewis ain't getting fired because he's best friends with the owner. Big yikes over there on the south side. They have won their last three. But uh, White Sox gets shit together. I know they are they are hurt. Like they have a lot of people out right now. So hopefully they can get healthy uh, by All Star break and have a good second half. But uh, big yikes over there with the uh, the White Sox and uh, over in the West. Pretty much the big news is with the Angels. They still are doing great. They uh, almost got no hit the other day on Wednesday by the uh, Doyers. But uh, Anthony Rendon down for the rest of the season with a wrist surgery. I mean, this just, it's not shocking. It's its disappointing, but it's not shocking. Uh, Angels get off, finally get off that terrible Albert Pujols contract. And I know, at least I said it uh, when they signed it, like, why are you signing Rendon, Rendon, an aging guy who, I forget exactly what his injury history was at that point, but it wasn't perfect. And they signed him to this long-term contract, and it's not really paying off right now. Another wasted season with Rendon in his quote-unquote prime years. I feel like a lot of fucking teams have been doing that the past 10 years they've they, they there's a player who's like all right you're a good overall player we'll give you a shit ton of money over a long period of time like i feel like that that that's the common thing i mean you know is he worth the money eh, if he's healthy yes but you know now he's i mean i, I even thought before then, not really because I, I felt like he was over like that was coming off the world series win with washington but even then he was still not I mean, like an upper tier third baseman, like, yeah, sure, but not someone deserving that type of money. It's almost like a Chris Bryant deal, like overpaid, good talent, but not worth all that money. Damn, some sounds sounds like you're a little sour, huh? You want him I mean, on the A's, huh? Well, A's uh, not doing so great. They have just been absolute dog shit. Two and eight in their, in their last 10. You would think they've had a little bit of a. They've had a rough stretch, but at least they're playing good teams during this rough stretch. You think you get you come back home, you get a respite playing against the Kansas City Royals, who are also one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, 
but still have a better winning percentage than you, even though you have one more win. And they're losing five to one at the moment. Uh, the A's are absolutely terrible at home, seven and 23. I know everyone's going to talk about the attendance, but even when the, I mean, when the A's were good back in the day, they would still win at home in front of 6,000 people. I, I just don't know. They've already like tied the record or coming close to tying the record for most rookies played in one season. They're going to just shatter that, especially at the end of the season. So <laughs> um, not, not a good look right now. Terrible I will be an A's fan, huh? I, I mean, I will say I haven't gone to a game in a while. Last time was I haven't not. gone <clears throat> to a single one. Last time was uh, with the with Tyler, uh, but uh, and I, and don't and, and our fate and our number one fan Haley. Okay, there you go. Um, so I do plan on going to some more games during the summer because they do got some uh, Wednesday afternoon games. I know what Fourth of July week or yeah, they're playing the playing the Blue Jays on uh, July sixth. So definitely got to go out. Oh, we got we got to talk Fourth of July party too. By the way. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, we already you already know what my plans are. I don't know. What is it? No plans. Uh, oh, New wow. York. So you're not coming over? You're, you're... Oh, well, yeah, maybe we can make our plans right now. Dominic, what are your plans? I thought I, I sent out a text message saying fucking you're coming over on Mondays. So you're fucking coming over. And then who uh, who's the one when we were playing video games on Saturday said, oh, Dominic, we're going over to your house for Fourth of July, right? Oh, you forget about that? I when forgot. I was making plans for myself? I forgot. And then Tyler, once again, make excuses to not hang out with us according to you know he's coming they're coming now oh now they're coming because we guilted them into it yeah pretty much pretty much i mean that's the way to do it i mean there is an a's game that day fireworks you know pre-game at your house go to the or barbecue in the parking lot go to the a's game bring the trigger to the parking lot yeah fucking i'll i'll buy a a a cooler with wheels on it gets get it stolen and fucking the a's lose a game and then and then, driving home because I'm gonna oh. be drunk. You're gonna be drunk. Tyler's hopefully drunk. Haley's gonna be wasted. Mary's gonna be wasted. So who's driving home? Oreo. Yes. Nice. Don't drink and drive, kids. Talk about that at a later date. Yep. Um, Atlanta Braves absolutely fucking tearing it up, but they're still five and a half back of the Mets. I, I still believe the 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 Angels the the Braves will will do will do well. Still a, a steep hill to climb. And I think there's a lot of games left between the Mets and the, and the Braves. Um, shout out the Mets. They got a, a nice run differential right now, a plus 69. So shout nice. out to them. Um, and the, the Philadelphia Phillies just keep on chugging along. Uh, keep eight, on trucking. Eight games back, two and a half of the wild card. So Philadelphia, you done good. Uh, Central, St. Louis still a game up of Milwaukee. Milwaukee, you know, kind of. Steady the ship a little bit since last week when they just absolutely were terrible. But in the West, San Diego, the Padres are the leaders by half a game over the Los Angeles Doyers. The Doyers have, have fallen off a little bit. Four and six in the last ten. They have won their last two, but the Giants did sweep them last weekend in San Francisco. Big, I mean, we called on them to, to make a statement down a few games behind the Dodgers. And the, the Giants, shout out to them, showed out. Yep. Um you know, still four games back of the lead, but they do have a wild card spot. And um, Giants playing well, Dodgers not so well have bounced back, but they were playing the Angels. Um, who are they playing right now? They're playing the Guardians. The Dodgers are, while Colorado is playing San Diego and San Francisco playing the Pirates. So the Giants and the Padres have prime opportunity to boost up their their numbies, while Dodgers have a you know 
decent little competition in Cleveland against the or no at home against the Guardians. Well, you know, it it, it was very surprising for me think seeing the Dodgers get swept. I really expected them to kind of lay the smack down on the Giants, the Gigantes. Um, but uh, no, they 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 played very good baseball, and you know. I don't like the Padres because of the fact that our coworker loves the Padres. So I hate the Padres and uh, you know, San Diego Padres, not Los Padres. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I want to clarify San Diego Padres, not Los Padres. Los, Los Padres. Los pa- well, Los Padres are not number one. They're absolute dog shit. They have lost, I think their last four games, maybe even five games. But, um, but I heard Brandon Tanguma is a decent player. Brandon Tanguma might be, has been on a little bit of a struggle bus lately, might be getting his swing back. Oh. Um, played second base the entire game last mm-hmm. week. First time, first time the whole season playing second base and defense showed out. So, you know, maybe that they're going to convert that outfielder who was a former second baseman back to a second baseman. You know, maybe I'm getting like the reverse Tatis. <laughs> I am Tatis. <laughs> You're definitely not Tatis. You ain't going to fucking launch a fucking nuke over the fence. I mean, have you not? I mean, I can launch nukes over the fence. Dominic, why don't you fucking come at me, bro? You want us to go to your game this weekend? Yeah, sure. Where's it at? Uh, Northgate Park. Where's that? It's in Fremont. Ugh. Okay, never mind. It's at uh, it's in Hayward. It's on Sleepy Hollow Drive, right off the freeway. I just got a text right now from uh, my coach. They changed it. Sleepy Hollow. Where's that at again? Right over the bridge, right by uh, Chabot. Is that across from McDonald's? Well, you get you go over the bridge, you make an immediate left, and it's kind of tucked away behind the, the streets and the houses. Oh, over there. Yeah. You go over 92, you take the first left into the... Oh. And you, you drive down, there's a stop sign, take That's a left. too far. Yeah. Maybe. 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 What time? Uh, 10. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll, t- I'll talk to a studio audience. Maybe we'll bring the mascot and, you know, put paint them some those Padre colors and, uh, you know, make us proud. Sure. I'll hand us some stickers. Follow us yeah. on Kerpos and Cherchons. Follow us, follow us. Yeah, we, we were supposed to wear stickers for a competitor. We were supposed to, like, put stickers on our helmets, and then just that never happened. I don't know what. Can you put a stick? Can you, if I give you, do you, if you don't, I don't know if you have any more, but if I give you a Kerpos and Cherchons sticker, will you put it on your helmet? I mean, I guess I could, but there's also no, uh, no promises that I won't chuck my helmet in frustration and it'll break in a thousand pieces. <laughs> a sticker. Well, I mean, the, the helmet might break. Oh, into, the helmet might into break. a thousand. Because that helmet I have is kind of old. I've been meaning, I, I don't need to get a new one, but I kind of want to get a new one because, you know, when you're not hitting so well and you're not doing so good in sports, the, the way to make it better is just throw money at your problems and just buy new equipment. Yeah. Just like, just like Tyler does terrible golf swing, apparently. Yeah. Tyler, terrible at golf. Maybe this is the way we can break bread. We can reconvene our relationship is over a nice 18 holes. 18 holes and a bunch of beer. Yeah, an 18-18 challenge. I mean, I have to talk to the higher-ups and uh, see if that would be doable, but I, I might be uh, game. I would have to uh, take some hacks before then because it has been a good while. Not since... Top golf, yep. but around top golf has been the last time I've uh, swung a club. 
but you know, I've, I've lost a little bit of the LBs and I've gotten a little stronger. So, <laughs> but I've also put on some LB since Vegas because there, there you go. I uh, haven't worked out as much to go to the gym today. So your boys getting that body back because I don't really have any motivation to go to the gym anymore. So I need to fucking oh, get my fat ass. No, uh, no woman, no love of your life. You're chasing after. Yeah, you no. Uh, yeah, no. Well, apparently I was told maybe we could work something out in June, but it's uh, June's it's a uh, ticking away. And I don't think that's going to happen anymore. It also doesn't help that I haven't uh, talked to this certain person since before Vegas. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Just How's, a picture uh, of your dick. Fuck it. I mean, I need to get like a certain filter to make it bigger. There you go. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I'll send you a picture of Oreos and you use that. Okay. Yes. Anyways, on that note, that is it for the sports portion of the podcast. Yay. Let's get on into the <clears throat> fan mail segment. Other, I loaded fan mail segment. Otherwise known as Mister X's and friends. Questions of the week. Bump bump. So oh, that's one of my favorite ones. I think it was a good one. It was a good one. Should we? We do have a new one. A new, well, not a, well, not a new person, but uh, outside of the regulars sending a question today. Should we uh, save them for last or should they go first, Dominic? I'll, I'll leave it up to you because they did Oof. technically send their question in first. Mm, then but let's go in order. They can go first. Okay. So this comes from Travis Gunderson. Oh, <laughs> ow, my head. God damn it. He ow. sends in a uh, should I Should I uh, read the question first or do you want the PS? <laughs> Uh, well, just, it, is a, just, it is a PS, so you should go after. Yes, exactly. So question for this week's show. I'm sure you all know about the recent scandal in WWE where Vince McMahon paid a woman who was, I believe, a legal advisor for the company a handsome amount of money to keep quiet about an affair between the two. Dominic, have you heard about this story? Oh, I mean, I totally don't fucking follow 20 different wrestling news sources, but yes, yeah, sure, continue. On top of which, he apparently used her as a quote-unquote as a sex toy for other men in the company, or John Laurinaitis, head of mm-hmm. talent relation, that Married he deemed to fit. Mama Nikki Bella. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Well, we uh, we'll we'll get into all that. We'll save that for a little different. Uh, we'll, we're just going to put it all, wrap it all up together. But he does have a uh, question. And how much money would it take for you to get fucked by Mister McMahon? None. Really, don't get a price. I mean. Ted DiBiase said everyone's got a price. I, I mean, mean, this depends. Like, is it a one-time rather... thing, or mm-hmm. is it like an affair, like a committed thing going forward? Because, um, you know, he is a genetic jackhammer. Got the grapefruits. He's, sl- he's slinging cock, dude. Um, I feel like this is one of your barstool questions, Dominic. Where no matter what I say, you're just gonna yell at me. I just say it. Uh, you know, you know, it's at least. You know, we're going to be realistic here. You know, maybe like five, ten million dollars. Something, you know, some if it's like a one time thing, you know, I mean, I just I, the thing I just got to ask is, are we saying is once he, again, we're, we're making clear we're not making fun of the situation. Very is serious. he penetrating me? Is he spreading my cheeks? And hopefully using lube, but is he inserting it into my butthole? I mean, that is up to your guys's consensual agreement because i feel like you know i wouldn't mind handy maybe even a blowy but like you know i don't know if i would want his 
salami in, you know. But apparently it's okay for you, your dad to have his salami inside you. You just, you're such a fucking asshole. You know that? I mean, you just teed it up for me, Dominic. You, <laughs> you're you, te- you really teed it, you teed it up for me and I fucking tanked it. But you put your salami in your mom. <clears throat> for like two seconds. And exactly. It's, it's, it's like two seconds. It's like so small. No one feels anything. Just bam, bam. Uh, anyways, for, the, for those who for the the uninitiated, Dominic posed the question of <laughs> if you were sandwiched between your mother and your father, with your father behind you and your mother in front of you, would you rather move two inches or whatever forward? So you, you just admitted you had a two inch dick. <laughs> what I forget exactly what it was. I just said, okay. The question was, if you're in this sandwich, mother in front of you, father behind you, and you have to either enter your mother. Or have your father enter you to get out of it, what would you do? And this was also Dominic asked this in front of his mother with me answering the question. Yeah, all you had to say was like, you know, you didn't have to answer. You could have just been an a-, a bitch and just been like, oh, I don't want to. I, the, the, mama, mama ain't raised no bitch. I mean, clearly, I mean, you know. Anyways. <clears throat> uh, Anyways, yeah, I, you know, like. A million dollars, I'd be fine. Oh, just a million dollars. Damn, Dominic, you really want that. Genetic jackhammer. I mean, let's be honest here. Is he going to choose you fucking $10 million to have sex with you? No. Choose this I guy. Said, I said five to ten. Okay, still, I, I'd choose a million, get the same fucking thing from this guy. I'm going with the guy with a million, so I, I'd be more likely to get it. 500000 Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, P.S. Dominic, send me, send Travis your availability so I can bring you on trapdoor. I've never invited you because he thought uh, you're good. You're so good that you would make Travis look bad on his own podcast. No comment. Uh, no comment on the invitation of trapdoor to health. I mean, he's actually invited me. I mean, if he doesn't remember, he actually has invited me on Trapdoor to Hell. So, I mean. And when, when would this be? This was when. Huh, I just look up the text, which I think I still have. It. I mean. Was this the would this be the infamous Dom Toretto episode? No. Oh, OK. Let's see. Travis, 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 Travis. Travis Gunnerson. Here it is. This was March 17th. Would you like to come on Trapdoor to Hell Friday night? I said, I got mines to do, buddy. Thanks, though. He said, no trip. Didn't know if y'all going to be recording on Saturday again. This was because uh, uh, we were recording a lot on Saturday because uh, Studio Audience was working. And that was morning. March. And that was March 17th, you said? Yes. Well, uh, March 21st, I just checked the rss feed um fast and furious is the episode that dropped on march 21st oh so what you're saying is if i would have just said oh sure fuck you brandon i'm gonna do trapdoor to hell not curveballs and chair shots this whole don twitter thing probably never would have happened or you just would have been in the middle of it and i would have been even i would have been probably been more fucking mad because fucking baby rudy's over there fucking running his fucking goddamn mouth oh, i'm getting fucking worked up god damn it brandon all right, let's move on. Uh, Johnny Roca, old J. Rowe asked us his uh, daily, his Good holiday question. Good old J. Rowe. 
you know, Jayra, I keep forgetting that. Congratulations on starting your old uh, chucking company. So shout out, Jayra. Hopefully, wow, he did. Hopefully, you're uh, doing well, getting more, Good more for business, you, business booming. I uh, shout out all the truckers out there. Uh, yeah. If you need a Dead. warehouse guy, let me know. Not Tyler, just Dominic. Yeah, just me. Fuck Tyler. June 17th is National Mascot Day. Who are some of the best mascots out there in your eyes? Oreo. Uh, yes, obviously, we got to shout out, shout out our mascot, Oreo. Um, you know, I, I got to give some love to Stomper, even though he's definitely not like the best one in terms of like, you know, pantheons of, of mascots, uh, Philly fanatics. Can, Philly can, f- can we still consider Thunder the old Warriors mascot? Mascot yeah. or. Yeah, you know, show some respect to to the retired the mascots OG, out there, the like uh, like the San Diego Chicken, a uh, great great mascot in the world of sports and wrestling. Him and Kane had a legendary feud, and Pete Rose. Um, let's see. Uh... Oh, what 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 about the 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 Barracudas? Uh, who what was the Barracudas mascot? The Barracuda. You're f- no. What's its name? Why would I remember that? We have we haven't gone to a Barracuda game in forever, Dominic. When are we going to Barracuda game? I mean, not, not anytime soon now. I know the uh, off season. Frenzy, frenzy, frenzy. OG, shout, shout out frenzy. Shout out uh, Philly fanatic. Give some love. Um, football. When it comes to football, I mean, there's there are mascots, but they're not well. Blue, blue from uh, the Indianapolis Colts is probably like the best one. Uh, basketball. Basketball is not really a, a mascot. Uh, the Bulls mascot. Eh, I guess, yeah, he'd be doing some tricks and shit. Shout out the uh, Orlando Magic's mascot. Yep, I was gonna say Magic, a, a, a part of the uh, the Aaron Gordon dunk. Um, that's about it. I shout out that the cat that was like the mascot for WCW Nitro. I forget exactly the wrestler, when the cat. No, like it was an oh. actual cat. I forgot. Oh, let me let me see if I can look it up. Cat WCW mascot i just can't even spell cat it's just ct <laughs> what's it? his name's wildcat willie shout out wildcat wildcat willie so it, lo- it looks as though he was like an early uh nitro thing but moving on uh finally and all oh no sorry he has three questions second question how many more championships do you think the warriors can win in the next 10 years we touched on it a little bit didn't give an exact ten. number um and for 10 I will say within the next 10 years, obviously, I think at that point, Curry, the the core, the three will be gone by that point. But I do like Poole, Wiggins. You know, you can throw in um, some of the other younger guys the past couple of years. But I I will say I feel the Warriors will, will win at least one more within the next decade. I agree. If not, maybe two more. But that two is pushing it. But one, I, I can see within the next two, three years would be one. And if they're lucky, maybe one more, but I mean, I mean, you look at, it. you look at the West, you got the Grizzlies who I think they're going to be a monster next year. I mean, we really don't know what's going on with the Suns with Mavericks. With, with oh, C- I mean, like Luke, yeah, just Luca, just carrying a Mavericks team. So the West is going to be tough. So it's going to, it's going to be a hard road, but if the Warriors can uh, get healthy, have the I think it really just depends on what the young guys can do. The young guys can step up and take that next step, and you know, the next five years, the the big three, or maybe even if Draymond's gone at that point, can like take a step back and come off the bench or whatever. And the younger guys really 
carrying the load, then I think that's going to help him out immensely. Yes. Agreed. Finally, in honor of Father's Day, shout out all your favorite fictional fathers from any movie or television shows. So shout out, shout out to all the real dads out there. But Dominic, any uh, fictional dads you want to show some love to? Hmm. Fictional dad. Shout out, shout out Uncle Phil. You know, always got to show love to Uncle Phil. True. He was there for Will, even though he wasn't his, there. He's not his dad. I mean, he's dead now. But... Yeah. Shout out Uncle Phil. R.I.P. T's and P's. Um, shout out Goofy. Love the Goofy movie. It's a great, great animated film. Dominic. Any chance you get to plug the Goofy movie? I mean, I feel like it's... I fucking love the Goofy movie. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying anything about it. I'm just saying that you always try to plug it. Yeah, um... I Have you seen the Goofy movie, Dominic? Yes, I have. And you're going to hate on the Goofy movie. I'm not hating. And then on don't it. hate on the extremely Goofy movie. The I'm second. I'm not hating. With the X Games tie-in. I'm not hating. I just, any chance you get to plug it, you always show a Goofy movie. Anyways. I mean, fictional dads. Fictional dads. Who's a badass dad? Uh, you know, can't nothing's really. You know. Shout out Walter White. Terrible father. But great show. I mean, I mean, I would say Jax Teller because, you know, I'm a huge Sons of Anarchy guy, you know, but, you know, I'm not a you mark. Know. I'm not, I'm not right. Well, can you actually give us an answer, Dominic? I've given like three answers. You have to get any. I said fucking Jax Teller. Fuck. You I said that know. one as a joke. I honestly, I'm trying to think of that. Fucking Timmy Turner's dad, SpongeBob's dad, and fucking Patrick's dad. There you go. I don't know. Finally, from Big Daddy Guma, gotta scroll up a little bit because he'd be sending uh, pictures of uh, Natalie or Natalia and her sister. She said, <laughs> "I always do that. I always call Natalia Natalie." <laughs> Shout out Natalie! All right, podcast question with a triplet now being a oh, with a triplet now being a duet. How are you guys feeling about your buddy leaving the pod? And Tyler Man, had a good run while lasted well. lasted best to his future endeavors. Um, we've touched on a little bit, but um, yes, no more Tyler for now. Who knows what will happen in the future? But I feel second, like I, I feel like I feel like I'm the employer who was like, yeah, I'll hire you right now for more money because you're a great employee just to find out that he's using it to get more money from his current employer. So he's going to quit after like three weeks and go to another job. That's what I feel like. They're showing shots of the A's over by uh, the treehouse. Uh, A's getting their break speed off five to one, but it's pride night and it looks like they're having some fun over the treehouse. It looks, looks bumping. Should have went. She got, could have got a pride hat. Should have went. Should have. Um, secondly, out of the players jerseys so far, which are your favorite he means uh, City Connect jerseys. Uh, which are the best, Colorado Angels or Brewers? Personally, he likes the colors of the Rockies, but as a whole, I like the Angels the best. I agree. Yeah, I like the Angels. I always do. I like I like a good cream, Dominic. I, as much as I hate the Giants, I do like their home creams. So anytime a team can wear some creams, I like the creams. Uh, I like all the I like all the teams to be honest. I know we did touch on the Colorado Rockies back in Vegas. Um, I defended them a little bit, so I do like them. Uh, Brewers are cool. Uh, the Astros, the Astros were the other ones that dropped this year, and the Royals. Uh, those ones are kind of just like in the middle, like they're fine. 
They're just like blue with their colors on them. Uh, still, White Sox and uh, the Mar- the Mar- Marlins are my favorite ones overall. Uh, I, mean, last... I agree. The Rockies were cool, but I think Angels are better. We like a good cream on this podcast, right, Dominic? Always. And last question. What are your guys' takes on the whole of the wrestling world this year? A lot of shit has been happening in both WWE with Vince now stepping down, <clears throat> stepping back. And AEW, sidebar, Brandon, you did a great job last week hosting the wrestling portion by yourself last podcast. I could feel, I could hear the passion in your voice. Well, thank you, Josh. I was Man, very, I feel like somebody might have hacked his account after that. I, that I was getting very, I did get very worked up. I talk about AEW and how trash of a show I thought it was. But yes, Dominic, your thoughts on the, uh, just the, I mean, not even like the year, just the past couple weeks in the world of wrestling. And we put, po- I posted this, uh, sorry, <clears throat> curveballs and chair shots posted yeah. this on our Instagram. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp tweeted just kind of a recap of what's happened the last three weeks. So over the, just the last three weeks. So since we've been in Vegas, Dominic, double or nothing, MJF, Cody Rhodes injury, punk injury in the title situation, Br- Brian Danielson's injury, Orton's injury, Jeff Hardy's DUI, Sasha Banks possibly getting released, Vince McMahon investigation, and now Vince McMahon stepping back. So a lot of shit has happened in the last three weeks. I think it is way too much to comprehend. Um, I'm sure we're going to be touching on all of those in the mayor in the next 10 seconds. So, I mean, it's just, it's been a world whirlwind of emotions and thoughts and vibes and, and just, it's just right when you, I mean, it's literally Rowdy Rowdy Piper right when you think, you have an answer or whatever. I changed the question. It, it's it's Job. it's fucking crazy. It has been insane. I mean, just even this week. I mean, the Jeff Hardy situation seems like it happened months ago, and that was on Monday. And yeah, just the the Vince stuff, just throwing everything for a loop, which obviously we will get into. Um, if Mister X is asked the straight up question, we'll just address it there. But Dominic, what does Mister X have to say? Mister X. X that is Mr. Says, hey, howdy. Hi, sorry, I drank water and yeah, I was waiting. That's a really long pause. Jesus, I had, right. I, I had a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff in my mouth mm. and I thought you were going to say something. So I was going to take that time to, to swallow it. But then like, yeah, anyways, continue. So you saying you take a long time to swallow? Yes, I like to savor it and then swallow. Ooh. Damn. By the way, Don, did you know that that tweet I sent you in the group chat was from Nyla Rose? Yes. Okay. So I just want to make sure. Shout out Nyla Rose. She's a she's a she's a hilarious Twitter follow. If you don't follow her already. Mm. Anyways, which MLB teams have surprised you at this point of the season? Which have disappointed you, and which have surprised you? Um, the A's have surprised me and disappointed me how fucking <laughs> awful they are. But uh, on a serious note, shout out Lance Storm. Uh, the Guardians, uh, I know they're still in second place, but 32 and 27, I think they have far exceeded my expectations. Like they did re-sign J-Ram and even with uh, Shane Beaver, Shane Bieber, like not pitching well at all. Them still being over 500 and having a wild card spot very much impresses me. And I mean, obviously the Yankees, I kind of, as I said, jumped off the bandwagon and they're just absolutely crushing it so far. So I'm in a disappointment, a serious 
disappointment would probably be the White Sox. Oh, they do have the, the Angels. They do, I mean, well, I've been on this road so many times. I need to see it before the Angels do anything. Well, no, I mean, but they, I mean, it's, I really thought this was going to be their year with everyone being healthy and everything, but they just took a, a turn for the worse. It's terrible. And that's what I said. I've seen, I've seen the Angels fucking have the best player in the world for the past 10 years. And no matter what happens, they just cannot get their shit together. So not saying I don't, I mean, I know the angels are technically like the A's is close rival, but I want them to do well. And I want to see Shohei and Mike Trout in the playoffs. Not saying I want them to win a world series, but I want to see them play meaningful baseball in October. And that's never happened. Sorry. Anyways, where do the warriors lie in the NBA history books now after their latest world championship. I think you got to put them up there. Um, I don't know better, if we're going be- better. Okay. Better uh, than Michael Jordan and the Bulls? No. I, well, I, I don't know what is the question exactly. Is it team? Because if it's team, like honestly, this team is probably the worst out of the four championship teams. But if we're going dynasty, I mean, this dynasty stacks up with, I mean, wait, the wait, war- whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you're saying this team is worse than the 2015 team? Yes. Wow. That, Dominic, I think you're forgetting how good that team was. Okay. Their starting lineup was Steph Clay, Andre Godala, Draymond Green, Andrew Bogut, or no, David Lee, right? Or is Bogut hurt? I don't know. No, I think it was Bogut and uh, Bogut. Was it four? Okay, so 14-15. Let's see the roster. Um, yeah, I mean, let's see. Barbosa, Barnes, Bogut, Curry, Festus Azili, Draymond Green, uh, Iggy, uh, David Lee, Sean Livingston. I mean, do you not remember how good Sean Livingston was as a backup? Oh, I- I think Sean Livingston is the best backup point guard ever. Um, I mean, you know, James McAdoo, he was like, okay. Uh, Speets as like a backup center was, was pretty good as well. Clay Thompson, Spates, but okay. Speets, Spates, whatever. It's been a long time. All right. Fucking and Clay Thompson. Okay. Um, and, and here you have, and that, that, Steph, team, that, that team finished 67 and 15, by the way, in the regular season. Okay. Your point is a different time, bro. Different time. <laughs> This one you got Steph Clay Draymond a Gordon Clay, okay you said Clay I mean Clay was been good but he was not Clay Clay in that dyna, in the you know five finals run he has taken a little bit of step back his defense is still fantastic but I think he has taken a little bit of step okay back. yeah Dray- cool whatever Draymond is great. Ste- I gotta get going because I'm getting kicked out soon so fucking shut the fuck up I mean you're gonna get kicked out eventually because we're far from done I I know I'm gonna get kicked out that's why I want to get this shit going there. Mr. X, to answer your question appropriately, because Brandon doesn't know his shit, apparently. They're up there, but they're not up at Echelon, but they're up there. They're they're elite. They're elite. Dynasty-wise, one of the best. Um, right there with the Bulls, Celtics, Lakers. I mean, the Warriors have the third most, they have the most championships not named Celtics or Lakers, so that's definitely something to, to write home about. Um, so. Outside Celtics, Lakers, the Bulls, you know, six and eight years. Uh, I think this is probably the greatest. And also you got to throw the Spurs in there just because of like, it's almost a 20 year dynasty. So 
but I think the war is probably like the third, fourth behind the Bulls, Celtics, okay. and Lakers. Okay. But then the Celtics and Lakers, it was a different time. So maybe it is second. I don't know. Okay. Enough. On to some Stanley Club. Stanley and... clap those cheeks down. <laughs> In Stanley Cup Finals news, the Lightning were able to finally put down the New York Rangers and win four in a row after being down two games. In game one of the finals, though, the well-rusted Avalanche took game one over Tampa after a back-and-forth game that ended in a 4-3 win, which had to go to overtime and declare a winner. Of course, this is a setback on Tampa's quest for three-peat, so time will tell if they can reclaim their spot in history. Brandon, should have put money down. I should have. I mean, I would have been a winner regardless, but I mean, the war, uh, the NBA finals, first time ever, all games were decided by more than 10 points. Stanley cup finals come out here and just be like, yo, we're out here having overtime thrillers. Bam. Didn't watch too much of the game, the overtime game, but hopefully tomorrow I can step in and watch uh, some game two action. All righty. Daddy. On to some wrestling news. Or questions? Is this the lowest point in pro wrestling industry has ever had with all the scandals, arrests, walkouts, no shows, etc.? Is this the low brand? Is this the lowest point that pro wrestling has ever had? No, I still probably would put Benoit as the lowest. Had to do my boy like that. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm answering the questions. And probably also the steroid trial. Okay. Brandon, give me a second, please. Dominic getting kicked out. So, I mean, this is definitely a wild time, as we said. But I, besides the Vince stuff, all the other news surrounding with the releases, the Jeff Hardy uh-huh. stuff, yeah, injuries. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you said give me time. I'm fucking stammering here, right, Dominic? Oh, no, I just had to, to, to talk studio on for half a second so anyways the steroid trial and the chris benoit stuff was way bigger mainstream than all the other s- smaller stuff outside of its band so that's why i say that okay makes sense will vince prevail after this investigation or will he finally have his empire taken away from him i think if if it's going to be looking like that i think vince would retire before it's taken away from him i think so, I mean, I honestly don't want to say because it's such a fast moving situation. So, uh, so yeah, Vin, I mean, you probably know what happened. Vince stepped back, not stepped down, which yes. I know this might be my journalism grammar Nazi thing, but that is definitely a different thing. Stepping back, stepping aside than stepping down, because that would be like a finality to it. So yeah. he is leaving the door open and there is a door open for him to come back. Still creatively, he's going to be involved. Yes. Um, Stephanie is going to be the CEO. I don't know what exactly what that means in terms of like board and shares and votes and whatever, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, this happened Wednesday. I thought when I went to sleep on Thursday, it was going to be a certain way. And then I wake up and all the Vince McMahon stuff happened. I was like, well, that just fucking threw everything for a loop. So, I mean, people inside the wrestling industry are not shocked by this because Vince is not the best person in the world. So it's not as shocking that he, he's doing this this late. And I mean, it's kind of shocking. He's doing this at this age, but if this goes, this investigation goes into like everything, 
there's probably more there's probably some other things and i think it just depends on what they find and what comes out because if it's like he held he had all these different affairs yada yada that's like one thing if he's using wwe money to pay off these women that's illegal that's uh you know uh whatever the technical term is using a funds illegally or whatever but if he's also like doing bad things and morality and yada yada that can might not be illegal but then sponsors and tv partners get involved and then they start pulling things and that takes away from their bottom dollar and the stockholders get angry and it's just a whole whirlwind that can just you know a whole snowball effect that can compartmentalize into him stepping stepping down and retiring or whatever the hell it is so but if there's one person to get through all that bullshit, it would be Vince McMahon. So I still would say 51% he stays with the company and is still CEO in, on June 17th, 2023. But this is, it's day, day two. He's already stepped back. I would not be shocked if more stuff comes out leading to sponsors and TV and people putting pressure on him. So then what does this mean for like the future of the company is like Stephanie and triple H get involved is Nick Khan step up and finally completes the infinity gauntlet and fucking snaps away everybody. And he sells the company and takes over all the power. I don't know. I'm super intrigued by this just because of like the family dynamic and the power dynamic and like Stephanie stepping away and people burying her about how shitty she was doing her job. But then apparently she comes back and yada, yada, yada. It's a whole thing. Okay. When we when we come back next week, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be ten different things we'll learn from it. Yeah. Okay. Is Sasha really gone from WWE? She about to. She about to. So there's no official statement from either side. Last time I checked Twitter, um, it said that this is from Sean Rossap from Fightfuls. He said that um everyone seems to think she's released or she is released, but both sides are haven't released any statement and they're just waiting or whatever the case may be to release a statement. So I would say she's released. So I guess, and maybe by next week it will be official, but maybe it's going to be like a Saturday, Sunday dump news dump where they just quietly, but you think they would release her during the Vince McMahon stuff. So it gets the heat off him. I don't know. It's weird. Okay, last but not least, there is a new comic book out right now called Do a Powerbomb. I ordered it, but haven't read it yet. It's being described as The Wrestler meets Dragon Ball Z. I'll have to let you know how it is. It's a combination of two of my favorite things in one convenient package. Thanks, Mr. X. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out. Uh, Let us know, maybe. Big Daddy will have to check it out. He's a, you know, anime fan, Dragon Ball Z fan to an extent. Yeah, I would say maybe Tyler could, you know, do a review on it, but you know, he's uh, apparently not no longer part of the podcast. Which he gone. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't deserve a spot, a segment, any ever again. R.I.P. Tyler's pop. It only lasted one week. It was a uh, memorable week, but just one week nonetheless. Hate to see it. 
Anyways, if you would like to be like Mr. X and send in an email, curveball and cs at gmail.com. If you'd like to be like Travis, J Row, or Josh, send it in via the DM at curveballs and cs on Instagram and or Twitter. All the pertinent links are down in the description of said podcast. So let's get into the wrestling news. A lot of wrestling news. We've already talked about most of it. Uh, the Vince McMahon stuff. Dominic, I know I kind of said my piece. Anything you would like to say on just the last 48 hours of madness that has happened? Not really. I mean, you kind of went off on a fucking big tangent and not even a tangent. You kind of just went off about the whole situation. Trying to break it down from a fundamental standpoint. And you kind of hit every bullet point there. Um, I do agree. Probably by the the time we record next week, there's going to be a big development, a big news, big story, big break, big everything. So um you know we always believe the well is there technically a victim i mean it, it i i th- this is where i'm confused it's not a deshaun watson fucking sexually assaulting masseuses it's a vince mcmahon had a lover and it's an abuse of power situation or well, a misuse of power because she was an employee a paralegal on the WWE legal team, which also would probably have to do with Jerry McDevitt, the longtime lawyer that got Vince out of the steroid trial. Um, so, you know, Vince McMahon, the most powerful person in the company, a lower level person, while it might be consensual morality, you know, in because there's like clauses and there's like jumbo jargon in corporations to say. Okay, so stop. So stop beating around the bush. Is there a vic- so-called victim? Or no, that's not exactly what they're looking at. They're not looking at, you know, what their relationship was. It's more just the money aspect and also looking at has this happened elsewhere. And with the morality, while they might not be illegal, as I said, sponsors, television people aren't going to like that. And then that's when they start pulling out that you start fucking with the corporation's money. The boards and shareholders aren't going to like that. Okay, so let's hope. Well, I don't know how to say. Just fucking, you hit every bullet point. We're gonna move on to some other sad wrestling news, and hopefully get out of here in the next ten minutes and uh, make everybody happy. No, make you happy. Make the studio ons happy, which makes me happy. Uh, by the way, R.I.P. Ted. Ted is dead. It's a great day. Tease and peace, Ted. He will be forgotten but not missed but remembered but not missed there we go sasha banks possibly is released possibly not um dominic what do you i mean anything we've already touched on a little bit do you um do you actually think she is released and where does she go i think it's gonna be a uh, a thing of she's gonna get released they're gonna be like you know, you can request for her release, but you know what? She wants to be a, you know, this isn't me saying it. This is WWE. Oh, she wants to be a fucking bitch. All right, fine. She can sit at home and, you know, not get paid. And when her contract has expired, she can go. And then she'll, and then she'll probably breach her contract in a way to be like FU WWE. And then they're going to fucking sue each other. And then it's just going to be a big old fucking, you know, pissing match. So it should be fun. Should be fun. Uh, 
Uh, Randy Orton possibly is gone for the rest of the year with a back injury. Uh, they've really been hammering this home the last couple weeks since the uh, tag title match. And I believe they probably played it up for effect on television, but then I guess they worked themselves to a shoot to where now he has to have surgery. They thought he would be um, back for SummerSlam because it seemed like the SummerSlam match was going to be Randy versus Orton or Randy versus Randy versus Roman. I guess that is not the case. And spoiler alert, Brock Lesnar is back. He F5 Roman after Roman beat Riddle. We are doing this match again. That's fine with me. Didn't talk about, should have brought us up with Vince. Dominic, um, did you see Vince's thing on SmackDown? No. So he came out. People in Minneapolis cheering this guy, bowing down to him, singing a song like, what the fuck? He comes out, he says like, oh, uh, the watermark says then, now, forever. But the most important word is together. And then he throws the microphone and buggers off. That's all he said. That's it? That's literally all he said. I don't know what the fuck, if he had something in mind beforehand, but then smarter people told him not to do that. So that's all he said, but they still had to. (laughs) I guess imagine I didn't fucking do anything wrong. Fuck this shit. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Yeah, I I don't know what the fuck that was. It was short. It was confusing. Sounded like, you know, I always say the cult speak, but it did sound very cultish with him just coming out, saying the catchphrase and leaving. Uh, It just screamed publicity stunt. But yeah, it was just it was weird. I mean, I. Went out of my way to like watch it live because I never watched SmackDown live, and I was. And like, then you're just like, "Ugh, why did I do this?" I mean, I didn't regret it. I just was like, "What the fuck? Why did you even bring him out here to do this?" And shame on those fans for cheering that man. No I, chance. I mean, I mean no even before, I mean, even before when you know he was not doing a very good job booking, I always said like, "Why you keep cheering this guy?" And then, uh, anyways, Dominic, uh, we got some sad news for you. To, to cap off the news page we were supposed to talk about this last week but someone just didn't, didn't want to do the podcast anymore uh, she came out and made a statement that she or her contract with WWE runs out at the beginning of July and they will not be renewing her contract she was sad grateful uh, but she also kept the door open for an in ring return Dominic I'm hope I'm I, I'm holding out hope I'm really, 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 really holding out hope that this is just her way of fucking with her fans, her diehard fucking fans. <laughs> Don't do this to me. <laughs> the best page of them all. Anyways, um, I really, I really am holding out hope that this is her cruel way of being like, they're not renewing my contract because I'm going to fucking sign a new contract and become women's champion or something like you know she comes back to the ring or something like that will that happen probably not but i really do wish her the best and you know she is probably my favorite female wrestler of all time then jeff hardy man fuck that guy i'm done with him (laughs) uh monday he got pulled over and four times the legal limit he got booked for his third dui in 10 years just infuriating sad just a whole mix of emotions he talked about getting a brain scan 
uh, in the video. And I guess that was a real thing. He was actually going to get a brain scan and he was booked on dynamite in that uh, ladder match. But apparently they were never going to wrestle to begin with. Cause I always thought like, why is Jeff going to be in this ladder match when he was like knocked unconscious at the double or nothing match. But um, Dominic, the floor is yours. I know you would like to make a statement regarding Jeff Hardy and his current status within the curveballs and church at the universe. Uh, Dominic, your thoughts on the Jeff Hardy situation. I would just like to personally, first of all, say, you know, Jeff, you were my favorite wrestler for the longest time. And now I'm at an age where these are things that I just can't turn a blind eye to anymore. Um, it, it, it hurts me to see it. It hurts everyone to see it. Um, you know, you have a daughter, you have a wife, you have family that it hurts them even more than it hurts us. And you continue to do these things. Um, I can no longer, you know, don't get me wrong. I want the best for you, but I can no longer cheer for somebody who can't help themselves. So Jeffrey Nero Hardy, I'm sorry, but I can no longer be a fan. I'm not crying. You're crying. So you did kind of touch on it. Um, not saying he's he should could will come back but like what is next i mean he's gone from AEW. well he's suspended without pay and he the only way for him to come back is if he does a program and shows improvement yada 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 yes go get help fucking stop drinking and driving don't do this it's terrible could have killed somebody could have been like sunny who actually did kill someone but how do you if he ever does come back like what how do you even like push this guy or have him on your television because i think this is just, like such a dark cloud over his head like is he i, I just kind of don't like asking this question because it's like who really gives a shit but like is aew is there any way AEW like actually does bring him back oh no they'll bring him back they'll definitely bring him back but they'll probably do what they had to do in tna was when jeff you know the whole victory road incident after when he came back, he, you know, he apologized to the fans and then they showed videos of him apologizing to all the boys and all the girls and, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry, I fucking let you guys down. And they're like, oh, Jeff, you know, you didn't just let me down. You let them down. You let yourself down, you know, like all this tough love kind of shit, you know, but I, they'll bring him. They'll they'll be a fool not to bring him back to give him the fail, the fail, the farewell he deserves. But that's if he gets good enough. I just I don't know what because he's had so many chances. What do you do or how does he show that he's good? I mean, it's been a few years, but then he had that weird hiccup at the house show that led to him being cut. And then everyone him and Matt both said he was fine. There's like that weird Jericho interview they did where Matt was like coaching Jeff on what to say and what happened and then as soon as those 90 days come out tony khan signs jeff and it's and this happens and also like the double nothing match and the darby match leads to this and the brain scan thing it's like 
I this was just like a big miss. I feel like from Tony Khan, like a blind eye, like, you know, he's older than us. I think he's what, like in his thirties, maybe early forties. So he was probably a really big fan of the Hardy boys during the attitude era. And he probably was really excited for him to bring in. And he was probably also lied to by Matt and Jeff on the situation and what exactly happened. He just took it at face value without doing the due diligence. He probably should have. And, uh, I know when it happened, the house show thing and the release, we, I mean, we kind of took it at face value. I know we did have some questions, but obviously we didn't have the answers at that point. But it also was also, I think it's coming out that like there have been, there were issues with Jeff, like around WrestleMania time that he possibly was like drunk or something of that nature as well. So yeah, I just thought AEW did not do a good job with the the whole Jeff Hardy signing, signing him. Because if this was like, they, he re- got released from WWE. He did the indie show thing for like a year. And then you signed him like, okay, I get it. But immediately signing him after what happened. Not exactly a good look. And Dominic is asleep. No. Oh, getting yelled at by the studio. Audience. Getting under the fucking <laughs> blankets and she's fucking everything up. Yeah, you can help me by fucking telling Jeff Hardy to stop drinking and driving, studio audience. Goddamn. No. Let's move on to AEW Dynamite uh, quickly. We are on the road to Forbidden Door, Dominic. Not uh, last week, I think, was widely regarded as one of the worst AEW Dynamites of all time with the title situation. Dominic, just your overall thoughts on last week's Dynamite and just Terrible. kind of the, 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 the title situation, Punk injured and all that other fucking bullshit. It was terrible. They should, they should just stop right now. Just, but this stop. week wasn't too bad. So give up, you know, give up, just stop the company. Just stop everything. But this week wasn't too bad. So I can't say to stop. They can keep going for. A little I will bit more. say it was a good bounce back episode. I think it was seven hundred forty one thousand, their lowest since pre pandemic. Uh, so not a good look. Do you put any stock in that? Yes, the Stanley Cup game one was on. Like Punk was off. Maybe Punk does have some drawing power. And last week's show was terrible in many people's opinion. So that also doesn't have a do. And they're on the road to a very niche show of Forbidden Door. There's a lot of people who have never been on AEW television. They're, you know, booking them and trying to do these types of things. So I think it was just a recipe for disaster. I think AEW is going to get through this Forbidden Door stuff. And hopefully by July, they'll be on the right track with their own talent and on the road to all out or whatever other TV special they're going to be doing. I mean, it's just very, you know, I don't feel, I, I feel kind of weird watching it. Just honestly, just because one, you know, I'll be honest. I don't watch it every fucking week, but what? you know, but Tanahashi, you know, being out there and, and or bouquet studio mascots, just Ow! fucking going crazy. It's going crazy. Oh shit. All right, let's get into the AEW Diamond. They did have one of those special fancy TV specials. Was it called the Road Rager? They started off with a hair versus hair mask, hair match. Chris Jericho versus Ortiz. Um, Jericho gets the win after Fuego del Sol interferes, hits Ortiz with a bat. And who was it? It wasn't Fuego. Oh my goodness, it was Sammy Guevara in a mask. So uh, Sammy reunites with Jericho. Um, 
I think it's a it's a good move. I would have liked to see maybe Sammy and Ty be on their own a little bit more. But, I mean, Sammy has shown that on his own, he's not going to really flourish all that well, especially like as a baby face. I think he just absolutely flops. So putting him with Jericho, I think he does do well. But it also doesn't help him like be the alpha and be maybe a bigger star because he's always going to be below Jericho. But um, I did like the match. Thought the match was good. Some good intensity. I always love anything Eddie Kingston's really involved with. I liked Ortiz cutting his own hair, screaming blood and guts. Uh, blood and guts in two weeks. Yeah, the week after Forbidden Door. So it is kind of weird that they are building towards blood and guts with Forbidden Door. And also Moxley's involved, but he's also not involved because he has bigger things to do with Tanahashi. And yeah, a lot of moving parts right now. Do you, do you think it's kind of like, I mean, not really talking about the match because, you know, because you, you just brought up Moxley, but like, do you think it's like kind of not fair for them to put all this shit on Moxley. I mean, he comes back from his own fucking issues just to basically have to now, you know, basically throw the company on his back again. Like, do you think it's fair? Well, what AEW does for better, for worse, I would probably say for worse is they don't really have the top tier star guy leading the company. So yes, like he's a champ. He would be the champion. Cause I think that's what everyone thinks and assumes, but I mean, what is he actually doing? Like, he goes out there, has his dynamite or rampage match, and that's pretty much it. Like, maybe he'd do some some uh, media, but Mox is not a guy to really do that. So I don't know. I'm not a wrestler. We're not wrestlers, so I don't know exactly what mentally he's feeling. But I would assume if he was feeling some type of way, he has a relationship with Tony that he can be like, "Look, I don't, th- I can't do all this." But I think Mox is also the guy who's not going to say that. He's gonna. He wants to be the guy, and I think. With his title reign being during the pandemic, he didn't get the run I think he deserves, and I think he thinks he deserves. So I think he's going to embrace this and finally have a run with fans. Or, you know, two months and then Punk's back, and we have a Punk-Moxley match to find out who the real champion is and go from there. Or maybe Tanahashi wins. Who knows? Maybe. Um, I did really enjoy the show, but I think the low light was obviously Wardlow taking on the 20 security guards. Oh, terrible. Um, yeah, just kind of just making a mockery of the whole thing. They had the people's court shit and, you know, he gets the win like, OK, cool, good. Uh, I did not like this. I thought it was kind of it was trash. Hopefully this is the end of this and Wardlow is going to go on and do something with Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. I said my piece last week about his reasoning for going to the TNT title. I think it's fucking stupid, but we're here. Let's let's give Wardlow an actual match and uh, putting ma- win is what I'm wondering because I feel like you know I feel like he deserves. I honestly I feel like Wardlow deserves it, but I also feel like he's not ready for even the TNT title. Yeah, but uh, shout out Tyrone Woodley and uh, Matt Hughes. I mean, Matt Hughes should not have been out there. Because and they was he fucking obliterated or is that just how he is? Before you said that, Dominic, I was going to explain that the commentator should have explained what's going on with Matt Hughes because Dominic, he got hit by a fucking train and almost died and had to relearn how to walk. Uh, I'm just going to see myself out now and uh, just uh, sorry. To, to quote Cowboy James Storm, uh, I'm not going to quote it. But... Anyways, I thought they put him in a terrible position because, as you said, people who are in the know 
know and we're like oh i mean the people who know like probably are proud of him like okay cool good for him but the people who don't know probably thought the same way you did dominic so i just think they did they did matthews no favors putting him out there but i, I really honestly did not know when did I, that I, happen i think it happened like not a few months ago but oh, let me check it out because honestly he like got I, hit by a tra- like he's on train tracks got hit by a train yep why the fuck was he on train tracks uh you drive on over train tracks oh so he was in a car yes okay specify next time he's in a car and got hit by a train sorry i didn't know how to explain sorry i didn't know how to explain Brandon, we live near train tracks where kids have been hit plenty of times god rest your souls but just saying you know you got to specify you know that's why i was like how did he get hit by a train and survive it's like oh my god this man's a fucking god uh, June 16th, 2015. <laughs> Did you say you said I don't a couple, know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not I'm not laughing at him. I'm just laughing at the fact you said a few months ago. And yeah, I don't know. You know. I'll be honest. Seven years ago. I'll be honest. I did not even know that it happened until, uh, you know, I, I did some research and, fi- and found it out. So, uh, yeah, shout out a few months ago. I mean, it was uh, a few months ago. What's uh, what's uh, 12 times seven? Dominic, quick math. 12 times 7? Yep. That would be, uh, what, 80-something? Uh, 84. A few months ago. Anyways, I think the highlight of the show was Osprey taking on Dax Harwood. Absolute fucking banger of a match. I love this. Osprey gets the win. Don't know why he lost on Rampage last week, but fantastic match this week. Dominic, what do you think of this? You know, I... For, I I didn't really follow FTR too much in Indies slash WWE, but man, no. can De- yeah, I know. I Dax Harwood. No, and he, oh, I yes. know. Jeez, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. Cash Wheeler can fuck yeah, yeah. You yeah. We got some bestiality going on over there, Dom. Kind of. Uh, they can fucking throw down a singles competition. I fucking enjoyed this fucking match a lot. I'm going to keep this mic unmuted because Oreo is just fucking beating the shit out of the studio audience right now. Okay, and it's over. Yeah, I thought the match was fantastic. Uh, they uh, Afterwards, we got some, some schmoz with all the all the people involved, and we are getting Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Um, not exactly my first, second, third, fourth, fifth choice for Will Ospreay, but you know, looking at it, it is going to be a really good match, fun match. Orange Cassidy come coming back off of shoulder injury, some sort of arm injury, but uh, it, apparently, according to the internet, they were looking for Andrade versus Osprey, which would absolutely have been fucking fantastic. But uh, CMLL was like, again, no, we ain't having no fucking triple A people wrestling on our show. So my option or my thought was maybe Phoenix, but same thing. Penta and Phoenix, I guess, aren't going to be on the Forbidden Door show as well. It seems like because apparently triple A and CMLL still can't get along. Damn. But I thoughts on Osprey and uh, Orange. I mean, I know, see, I'm torn because I know Will Ospreay can just fucking tear, tear a house down. I know Orange Cast can wrestle. I just don't know, like, 
I've never seen him in a barn burner. I've seen him in, oh, yeah, he's all right, you know, but, like, can he hang with Will Ospreay is what I'm trying to say. He can hang with Will Ospreay. It just depends on what the match is. I mean, they can definitely lean on the comedy, but also, but because Osprey, you know, he can do some comedy matches and do some shit as well. But also, uh, Orange could fly and do some shit as well. It's just how much do they want to lean into that and what do they want to do? I think they have the Orange Cassidy character from three years ago has definitely, I think, evolved at a good pace to where he still is lackadaisical and does the shtick. But more and more, he's wrestling, you know, full-fledged matches and, you know, just dropping the shtick altogether and having good matches. I, I do want to know why Orange Cassidy came out and is, like, challenging Will Ospreay. I know he's a part of Chaos and Chaos and United Empire kind of feuding right now. So that's kind of the main reason. But I kind of want a little more than that. But anyways, uh, the big match on Forbidden Door is Moxley versus Tanahashi for the interim AEW title. Uh, they did a pre-tape beforehand with Moxley. I thought this was fantastic. Then they cut to then they did an in-ring segment where Moxley uh, cuts a promo on Tanahashi. Tanahashi just st- uh, stands there, doesn't do anything. Um, then Jericho comes out. He fucking blabbers on that he should be in the match. Then we get Suzuki Goon running in, beating ass. Jericho announces he's going to be part of a six-man tag team match which I thought that portion was just completely didn't need to happen, but I guess they want to give some sort of story behind a random six man match. Okay, good, whatever. But the bean potatoes was Moxley and Tanahashi. Moxley is obviously going to carry the talking. I thought his talking was great in the pre-tape and in ring, but I think the Jericho segment kind of afterwards did bring the whole segment down. You know, I, I will say that, uh, you know, I feel like one thing Moxley has been a lot better at since coming back um, is is his promos and his is just his speaking abilities. Um, I really enjoyed the pre-tap. I, I think the to me, the live was a lot better just because I could feel it a little more, you know, just, you know, down in my plums. I could feel it. Um you know, Tanahashi, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of sucked that Tanahashi was kind of just, you know, just standing there, you know, but it would have been nice to, you know, have a little bit back and forth, but you know, it's kind of hard to do. So. Then we get uh, Miro defeat Nathan page in the uh, all Atlantic tournament. Uh, good for Miro. Probably could have been a little more dominant in his uh, not comeback match, but kind of, you know, second comeback match post injury. So, Good for Miro. Thoughts on the Dominic thoughts on the All Atlantic Championship that has throw, a throw it away that has a Chinese and Japanese flag on it. Throw it away. Same. Uh, Tony Storm defeats Britt Baker DMD. Uh, Tony Storm cut out. I thought a really good promo before the match. Uh, Britt beats Britt. I thought the match was good. I thought Britt's little spot where she just. Uh, played possum and pretend like she was dead and they kind of played it up like it was legit. thought that was good. Uh, Tony getting the win. They're going to be Tony. It is going to be Tony storm versus uh, thunder Rose at forbidden door. So excited for that. Uh, I like how they are pushing Tony storm right now. I did kind of wish they pushed her from the beginning and she was the one who did win the Owen uh, cup. I will say neither Adam Cole or Britt Baker had their Owen title. So that was a plus less titles. 
also was a negative that uh, Will Ospreay had his Rev Pro title when they were talking about the U.S. title that he doesn't have. Too many titles. But uh, Dominic, thoughts on the women's match and Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa at Forbindor. One thing I didn't like about the match, and it was pretty much the only thing I really didn't care about it, was when Britt Baker got up and put the glove on, did the whole DMD bullshit, and then that's basically where she lost the match because I just I feel like, you know, I just I just that's the one thing I don't like about it. You know, like she puts the glove on and she's like, D and D. Like it's to me, it's just to me that's cringe. But Tony Storm versus Thunder should be a fantastic match. And you know, I think this might be where we crown a new women's champion. Okay. We get a uh, in-ring talking segment where Hangman calls himself a dumbass because he forgot that Okada could lose the title between now and Forbidden Door, which he did at Dominion because Jay White is now the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Um, he still caught out Okada. Uh, Adam Cole comes out, blah, blah, blah. Jay White comes out. Fucking Dex Hangman says, yeah, fuck you. I'm not challenging you for the title. Fuck you, Cole. I'm not challenging you either. I'm going to face whoever the fuck I want, I guess. So are we going to get a cur- – is this a curveball? Is it still going to be a three-way uh, white and hangman? Is hang- is white going to face a completely different person? And if so, who could that be? Because I mean, the top of the card is already kind of setting up shape in AEW. Cesaro. Have- okay. That's it. Yes, because Studio Ends is fucking with the dog. Well, fucking with the dog. Not She's- fucking the dog. Fucking with the dog. Very good clarification there, Dom. Thank you. Can I go to bed now? No. In the main event, we had a tag title ladder match for the tag titles, as it would suggest. Uh, Jurassic Express taking on the Young Books. Uh, No mention of the Hardys whatsoever, which I think is probably the, the best thing to do. Just people know. They know. Don't acknowledge it. Don't bring the show down. Bam. Uh, and the Young Bucks get the win. Very spotty, just bam, bam, bam. Some very contrived spots, some cool, good spots. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good match. I, if it wasn't your type of match, I can see why you didn't like it. Personally, I like Osprey and Dax more, but for a spotty ladder match, I thought this was good. You know, I, uh, you know, definitely. Would love to see the Hardys involved in this match. Would love to know the outcome if it was going to be different or not. But um, if you're paying attention ooh, my to me, Dom, to die good. If you were paying attention to me, I told you that apparently the young, uh, the Hardy boys weren't going to be a part of the match at all. They were going to do some sort of angle where they were going to get written off. Ah. Anyways, um, what? Do you Can you take the mask off and rephrase that, please? Because they just heard that. What you just said. Yeah, she she squirted in her mask. Okay. You didn't you hear see the, the clip. If you gotta see the clip, you gotta pay for that. <laughs> you gotta see the clip. <laughs> um, let's just finish this up because my Mac's about to die. Um, it's your Mac. I thought it was studio audience match it's technically both are max okay her name just happens to be on it okay uh at the end christian finally turns on jungle boy it happened kill switch concerto they stretch around jungle boy at first i thought it was legit because i saw it on twitter but i think this was just a uh, a work 
Uh, Dominic, they finally pull the trigger on the Christian turn. Eh, not a fan of it. I mean, not not like, oh, I mean, I know I'm not supposed to be a fan of it, but I'm just not a fan of it. In general, I think Christian Cage, yes, he's better at heel, but, I mean, what are you, what are you going to do, old man? You going to fucking fight? You ain't. You're an old man. You ain't going to fight no more. You, you too old. I liked it. I mean, they've been building and building this up, and I think this is just a good, solid feud for Jungle Boy to you know get a good singles win under his belt. Uh, Christian... I mean, he's okay. As you said, I think he is better as a heel than a baby face. So just having Jungle Boy beat him, bam. Uh, I don't know if this is the end of Jurassic Express because I don't know what Luchasaurus really does by himself. If Jungle Boy's doing his own thing or they you know, kind of team up and Jungle Boy is the one to beat Christian. But uh, overall, I, I liked it. I did like the clip of Christian just cussing out Jungle Boy's mom and sister. I thought that was hilarious. So excited to see what the uh, future holds. I think this is going to be put on ice for next week. Jungle Boy can sell this since they're not going to be part of Forbidden Door. Really hanker down and do what you got to do. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Brian Danielson is rumored. No mention. I think they're trying to get Brian cleared. So that's another match kind of floating about out there in the uh, universe. Uh, probably some other like last minute tag matches that they're going to throw on there. Also, would love to see Yano take on Danhausen. Don't think it's gonna happen, but give me Yano versus Danhausen. Anything Danhausen is a plus. Ooh, look at Dominic putting over Danhausen. Yeah, he deserves it. He works hard. All right, that'll do it for us for today, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. No, it was a a loaded episode. Got some big things to talk about um, next week. No basketball, but. Who knows? Maybe Sean Watson gets suspended for two years and the cats are trying to kill each other. So I got to go save them. If you like to send in a question, curveball and CS at gmo.com. DM us curveballs and CS. All the pertinent links are in the description down below for Dominic Hobson, the studio audience, the ha- freshly haircutted mascot, not Tyler Gunderson. All our question airs. Travis, Dominic, you're not even sending a question. Travis, j Josh, and Mr. X. Thank you guys for being a part of the podcast. Yes, and thank yes. you guys for listening. You guys are all and happy Father's Day if you have a kid, aka just Johnny. And and Travis being a stepdaddy. Yeah, okay, that is true. And you too, Travis. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and all the mothers out there as well who have to be fathers. Until next time, goodbye and good night. Uh Bubank. Charmander. Don't agree with